Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? Joseph Rowan back here on the official Faked Podcast. We are back looking at faked items. Uh, we are done right now uh, for our scams around the world, just the, the mini-series, but we'll be doing that again eventually. But we're back doing what we know best, and that is what is faked around the world. So we're going to be talking about the counterfeit car part and just cars in general around the world. It's actually a super lucrative and a huge industry, way, way more huge and way more of a problem than I would even think, or you would even think maybe since, you know, it really takes a special somebody, I think, to, to get caught up in that. You know, it's, it's definitely a, a very specific market. You know, I just go buy a car and I go to AutoZone, I go get my stuff. I don't think I have any issues. You know, I don't think I'm ever getting shysted when I go to AutoZone. And we're not sponsored by AutoZone for this, but you know, wouldn't go to wouldn't go to the O'Reillys mainly because the commercials suck. I hate. Oh, it just stays. I'm. It's it's in my head now. Okay. Anyway, let's just let's go on. Let's keep going. So, the counterfeit car part market is a crazy uh, industry. Okay, it's estimated to be worth up to twenty billion dollars. That is billion with a B, not M, not million, billion. Okay. That is nuts. That is so big. So in 2016 and 2017 alone, they said there was 600,000 items seized globally with most of these fake products being created in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, UAE, and China. You got it. Those are the four main perpetrators of the crazy counterfeit car part industry. And yeah, so, you know, they're the blame. So... Incopro's experience of working with clients um, has proven that offline activities such as this can only scratch the surface of this particular issue. So a brand protection strategy that integrates online intelligence and enforcement with offline activity can deliver real impact. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at what can we do to stop this. What otherwise seems as a very easy thing to not be a part of, like just go to a reputable place and get your reputable stuff, you know. But I, I, but maybe it's because nobody really knows brands. I don't know any brands. You know, if I'm getting a filter, brake pad, whatever, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know any of the brands. So maybe that's the issue is brand awareness, okay? Okay, so what parts are being counterfeited? These are the most counterfeited, you know, parts of the car. So, filters, brake pads, lights, wheel rims, airbags, seatbelts, and tires. Okay. So, these are instrumental to your safety. Uh, you know, brake pads, seatbelts, airbags. Um, and they're not really being subjected to strict safety regulations uh, that legitimate, uh, legitimate parts. Um, 
So it can obviously cause real issues, especially, you know, for your safe being, your well-being, because you may not buy these, but you may buy a car that has some of these on these. You know, if you buy it on the secondhand market, if you're buying off Craigslist, buying off Facebook Marketplace, I don't know where you buy your cars from, but it could be secondhand from a shyster or somebody who maybe didn't listen to this podcast and maybe they're like, yeah, dude, these brake pads, these are, you know, so much, they're like half the price. They look legit. Let's throw them on there. Only to find out that they suck. So, first off, let's talk about counterfeit brake pads. We just talked, uh, you know, about that. So let's get into the brake pads. So, a test conducted by Mercedes Benz that compared real and fake brake pads showed that cars driving at a hundred kilometers an hour on a dry surface took twenty-five meters longer to come to a complete halt. Okay, BMW had another test in 2017 where fake brake pads started to smoke and simply just disintegrate early on uh, in standard testing procedures. So unlike some other sectors, the risk of an ineffective brand protection solution for auto manufacturers is not just to brand equity and revenue, but also to their consumers. You, you want them to be safe. Okay, You don't want these counterfeit brake pads to be thrown on a Mercedes-Benz because that's your car, you know? So you're, you're getting some of these aftermarket things thrown on it. Now Mercedes-Benz seems like, you know, it's their crap, you know? So so a lot of um, a lot of the investigations are actually done by these huge, huge, huge car companies because they, you know, want to make sure, they want to hedge against some of these counterfeit parts because it looks bad on them. And people can die because of this. This is not, you know, this is not something you want to be caught up in. So... Fake brake pads uh, have been found made of all different kinds of products, okay, including situations uh, where dried grass um, has been dyed to look like rubber. That's crazy. Genius. You know, you go and mow your lawn and suddenly you come out with, I got 200 brake pads now. Sell them for whatever. I don't even know what brake pads cost, but let's say 30 bucks a pop. Bam. You know, I'm mowing my lawn more and more, okay. Um, okay. So sometimes, you know, if somebody, if someone picks these up, obviously, you know, you're going to tell this isn't rubber. This is clearly some sort of dried grass conglomerate shaped like a brake pad. Okay. But if you do buy things online, maybe you're not going to, you know, you're not going to see that they're going to obviously use a fake picture. You're going to get something that looks, you know, similar. Maybe it's black. The grass has been painted. They throw it together and you're like, oh my gosh, okay? And you've received yourself some fake grass uh, brake pads. So just watch out, okay? Don't buy your crap online. Honestly, you can buy your crap online, but go to a reputable website. One one that's got reviews, not, I don't know, just whatever. Whatever the fake brand would be. Just nothing nefarious. If the, again, we've we've talked about this. If the deal is too good, it's too good. Okay, so here's some other ones. Um, this is another report from 2018. So fake vehicle parts seized in England. So this this issue is obviously prevalent everywhere, but it's also prevalent in England. So early in 2018, hundreds of fake air and fuel filters for vehicles were seized in the north of the country, branded as Citrogen and Peugeot in an attempt to look legitimate. It is a large enough issue that the UK government has started awareness initiatives warning consumers about the risk and encouraging them to be diligent when purchasing parts, including information 
on the dangers of counterfeits so and how to identify them and how to report them so that's a big thing if you know if you go to a garage yeah let's say you go to a garage okay and that garage in england you know maybe a little shysty maybe they're buying these parts cheaply and then applying them to some of their vehicles because then they get a huge markup they get to charge full value while they bought it super cheap so this might be what's happening and that's something to be looking out for too Somebody's going to catch one of that. You're going to see it in some reviews, okay? The market generally finds itself out, okay? So that's a big thing. So just educate yourself, uh, educate the public, educate, uh, you know, others by doing reviews and things like that if you do find yourself in one of these situations. But just, you know, just look up. These are very safe, you know, safe things. We talk about, uh, we talked about fake climbing equipment. You know, you wouldn't buy that because that's your life on the line. You want the best of the best because you could die. Okay. And that's when you're, when you're driving a two ton object at 80 miles an hour towards something else, you want to be able to stop. You want to be able to, you know, have the, the goods. All right. So we talked about, uh, brands must be responsible for this. So obviously, you know, they are the ones on the front lines doing, uh, doing the work because they want to protect their brand. They want to protect, uh, the integrity of their vehicle. They want people to keep buying their stuff. They don't want them to be associated with this stuff. So car parts are clearly a lucrative pursuit for counterfeiting networks to target. So with the ability to produce products so cheaply, it will continue to be a target until manufacturers put the measures in place to make it hard for them to turn an easy profit. So that's going to be essentially the largest part for a lot of these uh, car companies and even car manufacturers to ensure that some of this stuff doesn't get put out there uh, because they're securing their own brand and the safety and the integrity of that. So that's something that uh, it seems like a lot of people should be engaged in. There's a ton of car companies and a ton of car part companies. So you think it, you would be taking down this empire pretty quickly. Obviously, they haven't figured it out yet, but they do, it seems like, hire out for uh, you know, detectives almost or online sleuths in order to take down the big guys in these counterfeit operations, and it seems like uh, they're doing a good job. But they're coming up with software that's going to auto detect. Uh, the problem is with anything, you know, um, once they do catch uh, somebody, you know, creating these counterfeit things, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to you know, cut them off, but they're just going to start off, you know, they rely on anonymity. So when they do do this, obviously, you know, you're going to be caught in that limbo and, you know, you're going to find yourself, uh, you know, cutting off kind of the head, head of the Hydra and then to, you know, show up after that. So it's important to, you know, lay low and find where the, uh, where it starts. So we talked about all this stuff. We talked about the fake stuff. We talked about, uh, some of the stuff that you might uh, see on the market, but, if you are a car aficionado, there is some ways to just look at a car and be able to tell, well, that's fake or, you know, that's not at its in its full glory. So if it's a Cobra or Porsche Speeder or Speedster, a Porsche Speedster or Spider, and you see it literally just driving, okay, most likely it's a replica because most of the time these, these antiquated cars, people don't even want them to expose them to the elements. You know, they don't want them out there. They don't want them exposed to heat, sun, any of that stuff, you know, the likelihood of a crash perhaps, they're going to be protecting it like a art piece on the wall. All right. So that's kind of something uh, just to look at. So some Cobra replicas are actually just as good, if not better than the original, simply because of the 
engines. You know, people can put modern engines in it, and the modern engines obviously are better than the older ones because of all the new technology that comes with it, you know, lightweight, all that kind of stuff. So there's some cool upsides to recreating, or they, as they call it, restaurad, you know, restoring some of these vintage things. So, okay, so let's jump into wheels, okay? Replicas rarely have uh, replicas rarely have the correct wheels and tires for the supposed year of the car. So if you are you know a little more informed on maybe wheels or rims or any of that stuff, you could just look at it simply and say, well, that doesn't belong on that car because obviously it was either not invented or it's using a material that wasn't around at the time or the style, all that kind of stuff. So. You can just look at stuff, but you got to be a little more educated on it. So interior trim. Uh, so if you do see like plastic door trim on a car that maybe is supposed to be the 40s vintage, likelihood of that's very, very little because they did not have plastic or if they did have plastic, it's not by today's measure of plastic or, um, you know, as cheaply made. So it is just, you know, something that you can look at and kind of date. So disc brakes, these are another thing. If you do see disc brakes on practically anything prior to the 1970s, it would be probably a restaurant, but it's definitely not original because they were not invented. So disc brakes, that's something you can look at and say, wow, that is, uh, it shouldn't be on there. But, you know, it's definitely safer. So people do just put them on some of the old cars because it's safer if you're going to drive them around and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So here's another thing, and it's fiberglass bodywork, Okay. Uh, if it's a vintage car other than a Lotus or a Corvette, it's probably not original. Okay, fiberglass was only on a certain, you know, certain body type, and those would be them, the Lotus and Corvette. So just some examples of if you know, if you have some insider information, then you may know more about a vehicle than, you know, somebody else just by looking at it. And those people are impressive. They impress me that they have that kind of knowledge floating around their brain. Okay, so we've talked about fake car parts, but now let's talk about fake cars, okay? I don't want to point fingers, but uh, China's making some crazy stuff over there. So, uh, hotcars.com made a 20 Chinese copycats that they would not touch with a 10-foot pole. Some of these look really impressive, I will tell you. So, if you do want to look it up, just go to hotcars.com, type in 20 Chinese copycats, uh, and then you can kind of go through them, and some of these are like crazy, crazy, just awesome. So, Starting off, number 20, the Geely GE. Other than it being just a fabulous name, it is a recreation of a Rolls Royce. And boy, does it look, I mean, spot on. It's a Rolls Royce Phantom. Uh, it looks like they're selling for about $44,000. Uh, it's a $350,000 car. Pretty nuts, uh, you know, but one of their quotes was, people may feel that they are the same at first glance. But the details are certainly different. Like, what a cop-out. Oh, my goodness. So, they go on to uh, recreate the identically the uh, Mercedes-Benz CLK. And looks like that one's running for about $22,000. If you know, you know, mostly those are about $60,000 plus. Looks like they went on and did more Mercedes. So, this one is the GLA class. And does not and doesn't say price, but it looks like everything's pretty solid. It looks like everything's the same. Um, it looks like they don't go as far to do technology, so it, it doesn't look like the actual. Uh, let's see, the radar detection, like from the front facing, that's not there. So it looks like the you know there there's a justification for the price difference because obviously you couldn't charge the same if all the technology is not in there. That's just obvious. 
But uh, it looks identical. Uh, next up, they also did the Chevy Spark, which not sure why that thing was not good. So looks like they were charging about four thousand to seven thousand. Looks like the uh, normal price of that was about twenty grand. So you know, a quarter of the price. That's pretty crazy. All right. So they they did some. Uh, more luxury style vehicles. So they did do the Porsche Macan. It's called the Z-O-T-Y-E. And I believe that'll come up another time. Yeah, so that one they are looking at putting out at about 16000 to 24000 And that is a Porsche Macan, which is about eighty grand. All right, next we've got Landwind X7. This one is a copycat at 19600 of the sweet, sweet Range Rover Evoque. It is identical in every way, uh, maybe except for the rims, but everything else is pretty much spot on. Even the color options, it's pretty crazy. Obviously, those goes for, for about like $86,000. So, you know, not even close uh, in pricing. So one seems a little more, uh, you know, attainable. However, it's going to break down in probably a year. We go on to look at uh, somebody redid the Toyota RAV4, and they called it the UFO, the John Way UFO. I think that's exactly what you would probably want to call it. So it's $18,000 while RAV4 started about thirty-one, So about half, a little more than half there. All right, we got the, the Daddy Shuttle. Uh, it's D-A-D-I. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but it definitely sounds funnier when you call it the Daddy Shuttle. And that looks like it is a recreation of the Toyota Highlander. Yeah, yeah, the Toyota Highlander. So... That one comes in at a relatively low cost of $22,000. Show, I'm not sure uh, what the original price of that, but it looks like it doesn't come with the dual zone climate control and electric windows. So, okay, maybe worth the price. All right, we have a recreation of a Lexus called the Huanghai Landscape V3, and this one is coming at it a beautiful $20,000 versus the 50 to 60. Uh, we have the Suzhou Eagle Carry. And this is a recreation of the what is that? Let's say that's a Ferrari. Or yeah, that's a Ferrari. So they it is a recreation of a Ferrari and it's all electric. So they have in-wheel electric motors that can actually get the car from uh zero to sixty in four point eight seconds. And that's pretty crazy, especially because it is, you know, a Ferrari. So Obviously, you're not paying even close to the original price on that. So the next one's kind of funny. It's a Dongfang Hanma, which is, uh, it looks like a Hummer, you know, more of the militarized Hummer. But I feel like they don't have, like, I feel like the Hummer design really was um, involved in a lot of uh, this creation. And this one's called the Shuang Crazy because that thing was, I mean, small. It is very small. Uh, That is very small. So it looks like uh, about $13,000. Um, they recreated a Colorado. So that's a truck that they recreated. And that one, um, $13,000. The CEO, which. All right. Um, the Geely. So this is the same person, same cat, same company that made the Rolls Royce. They are also doing Mercedes, uh, at $6,000, uh, with just that. All right, so let's move on to some of the more impressive ones. I would say the recreation here of the Audi. Well, so it seems like a lot of these recreations of these vehicles seem to be going more towards an electric vehicle here in uh, America. 
So they were able to modify it and make it into an electric vehicle. So I don't know. Kudos for them. It's kind of cool. You know, it's cool to be able to do that kind of stuff. So guys, that's going to actually be it for this episode. I didn't want to get too dry there at the end, but I did want to bring up some of the, you know, the copycat fake vehicles out there. Um, and it seems like the large perpetrator is that in China. It's almost comical when you do look some of this stuff up. You're like, I cannot believe that they would get into that business. But they, they do, and it's clearly lucrative or else they wouldn't do it. So guys, remember with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.